Hello, and welcome to the New Beginnings Discipleship Ministry Podcast. Here, we share the Word of God for all people to understand that they are born on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose. A desire is for everyone to not just know what their purpose is, but to live it out. We believe we are designed to live out a kingdom lifestyle that aligns to the kingdom of God and the word of God. Now go ahead and grab something to write with, make room wherever you are at, and prepare your heart, mind, and soul for another amazing word from God. Here we go. Hallelujah. To those of you who are new to New Beginnings, (laughs) if y'all don't understand, we love to worship. Hallelujah. Don't be offended by our worship and our praise because I'm going to tell you something. We know what God has done for us. Hallelujah. Every praise belongs to my God. When I battled cancer, let me help you. He was there every step of the way and was a deliverer every step of the way. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I know where I've come from. I know who Tippy was. And that's why I know my God is real and my God is still alive. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you know where God has brought you from, you should be shouting better than that. Hallelujah. You should be shouting better than that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a beautiful day, even in the midst of the snow and and potentially rain. I'm hearing that there might be some rain. Amen. But here's the thing. I'm going to get y'all out of here by one o'clock. A few hallelujahs, a few good shouts. Amen. We'll be up and out of here. Now, who's cooking? I know one of y'all cooking. Don't go silent. Oh, now y'all want to be quiet. A minute ago, it was hallelujah, and then I say, who's cooking? Everybody's hiding. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. You said Smokey D's. (laughs) Woo, Smokey D's. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yes, we love to laugh because we believe that God gives us joy. So we're, we're not the frozen chosen around here, so... Please don't be, don't be ashamed of us. We're not ashamed of ourselves. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to get this lesson today. Hallelujah. We're going to take this lesson and we're going to take it home. And we're going we're gonna to make some changes in our life due to what God is about to share. For some of us, it's, it's something that we've heard before. But listen for the revelation for where you are now. And for others, this may be new to you. You know, it, I noticed that. As I've been watching the, the congregation, there's been a change. There's been a shift. I'm seeing a lot of newer faces, amen. And so there's some things, some foundations that have to be laid, amen. And that's a good thing. Praise the Lord. That is a wonderful thing. Now, now where's Nikki and Mark and Debbie? I know that there is a chain with my belt. It is not a wallet, amen. See, they're going to pull me aside later on. They're going to be like, what do you got hanging from your belt? It is, it's just a chain. It's okay, I promise y'all, all is well, amen? No, I have not become a biker. It's just part of the belt in Jesus' name, amen? Y'all don't know, my family will pull me aside and be like, what did you have on? So that right there is the outfit that I love to hate. And I'm like, okay, it's all right. I paid for it. I am going to wear it again. Let me go ahead and deliver you now. I am going to wear it again, amen? Oh, man, it's good to have some laughter, amen? 
Amen. All right. We're going to go to Mark 16, verses 1 through 8. Hallelujah, Mark. The 16th chapter, verses 1 through 8. The word has already been preached, if y'all didn't catch on. Kamika and Rhonda then came and set the whole stage. I could have got out without preaching if I wanted to. Amen. But that's not part of the plan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mark 16, verses 1 through 8. If you have your Bibles, if you don't have your Bibles, it will be on the screen for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I teach those who are a part of New Beginnings that we don't go by what we heard. We go by what we see in the Word. So this is why we look for you to have a Bible with you and not just depend on what's put on the screen. What would happen if they started changing what the Bible actually says in the electronic versions? You know that that's a possibility, right? So if they change what's being said, how do you know if you're not looking at it for yourself? How do you know if someone's not speaking to you in error if you don't know the word for yourself? Kamika said it real well. She said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness, knowing that everything else will be added unto you. We seek everything but the Father. And I'll get to that in just a minute. Amen. So Mark 16, verses 1 through 8, and it reads, And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulchre? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was already rolled away. For it was very great. That means it was big. It was very great. And entering into the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment. And they were affrighted. They were afraid. They were scared. And he said unto them, be not affrighted. Y'all like that? Be not affrighted. I'm going to start saying that to y'all later on. Be not affrighted. Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. See, y'all should have shouted. That was a place to shout. <laughs> he is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. In other words, look, this is where they had him. But go your way. Tell his disciples. I need y'all to underword, underline the word go and underline the word tell. But go your way. Tell his disciples. Be a witness and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him too. As he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. And I'm going to talk to you just for a few minutes, y'all. On the search is over, truth has been found. Hallelujah. The search is over, truth has been found. Let us pray. Most gracious and heavenly Father, I thank you for this day that we have seen. Father, this day that we've yet to experience all of the great things that you have for us in it. We thank you, Lord, for the ability to come together on one accord and to worship you in spirit and in truth. 
We thank you, Father, that as we worship you, that it rises up to heaven like a sweet incense and aroma that is sweet to your nostrils, Father. And you receive it, Lord God, as worship unto you, Father. And you reply, you respond with your presence. So we bless you, Father, that your presence is tangible in this place. We thank you, Father, that the indwelling of who you are, of who you are in us, Lord God, is connecting with the presence that is on the outside of us, Lord. And we just bless you this day as this convergence, this connection is taking place right now between heaven and earth within us, Lord God. I pray, dear Father, that you would open our minds, dear Father, that you would begin to tear the veil from our eyes, that you would open our ears, Lord God, pop them that they may be able to hear, and that we would understand what it is that you are saying unto us in this time and in this season in the name of Jesus. Father, I break every distraction, the power of every demonic that would try to hinder what is going forth, everything that would come against us walking away with an understanding of what it is that you need from us in this time and in this season, Lord God, that we would not go back to what it was that we once knew, Lord, but that we would move forward in faith with you, speaking to every mountain, commanding it to be thou removed and cast into the sea in the name of Jesus. Father, we receive your peace for those who are dealing with loss right now. We bind up grief in the name of Jesus. We break the power of everything that would try to cause us not to hear what you are saying. We want you to know, Father, that we love you. Our heart is fixed towards you. And, Father, we want to be who you have designed us to be and operate in the earth as such, no longer being tossed to and fro by the winds and the waves of the sea, but moving forward in faith with you. Lord, I pray that you would keep us planted firmly, that our roots would grow deep in you, Father, and that we would nourish them through the water of the word, Lord, and produce fruit that remains in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. We bless you, God, and we praise you. Every saint would shout hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah and amen. Hallelujah. So today is the day that we celebrate Resurrection Sunday Remembering the completed work that was done by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when he demonstrated power over death, when he demonstrated power over hell, and when he demonstrated the power that was given unto him over the grave by rising from the dead and showing himself to many over 40 people, over 40, over a 40 day period. That is not coming out of my mouth. All right. Over a 40 day period, according to Acts, the first chapter, verse three. Jesus labored on the cross so that you and I could not only be reconciled, hallelujah, but we could also be redeemed, brought out of captivity, returned to God through his shed blood. But he didn't stop there, y'all. He has given us power and authority over his enemies in the earth. He has given us the capability, Father. Oh, thank you, God. He's given us the capability to regain our peace, power to command every mountain that's assigned to block our view of God in our situations to get out of our way in Jesus' name. The ability to command the winds and the waves to cease and desist, command in peace, be still, but even better, when we have finished our work on this side of heaven, he has given us a place of rest. Oh, somebody should have shouted right there, hallelujah. 
We've been looking for a reason to shout all day long, and baby, the search is over. You can praise him right now. Glory to your name, Father. Now, the disappointing part about today's celebration is not those who have come in seeking an experience with the Lord, but for those who don't understand that it's not about coming to church, but instead, it's about us becoming the church. It's about us becoming his body. It's about us becoming his kings and his priests in the earth. It's about us becoming his representatives everywhere that we go. We are representing Jesus Christ to the world. You see, God loved his creation so much that after man failed because of their fleshly ambitions, and their lack of understanding of who God had designed them to be. Adam and Eve lost that round with the enemy. Somebody shout but God. The father made a declaration in Genesis chapter 3 verses 14 and 15. Telling the serpent because you have done this. Because you were the reason that they fail. You are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity, that is a personal hostility, between you and the woman. And between your seed and her seed. In other words, everything that was blessed that came from Eve, which includes me and you, God has put a personal, what should be a hostility between the devil and us. And between anything that the devil has birthed out, anything that he is putting in the earth, there should be a hostility. There should be a fight between us and it. It says, and you shall bruise, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now here's the deal. He told the serpent that we would already have the victory. Truth is, we don't have to fight from our condition, but we can fight from our position of victory. We can fight from our position of an overcomer. We can fight from our position as one who has capability to take down every demonic that has been assigned against us in Jesus' name. Now understand that that was a prophetic promise to remind us that when the going gets tough, when the enemy is rising up against us like a flood, when it looks like we've all but lost the fight, the weapon might be formed, but it shall not prosper. We have the ability to speak to that storm and command it to cease. We don't have to look for no one to champion this fight for us, y'all. Somebody needs to know today that the search is over. Truth has been found. It's already done. Hallelujah. So if we look at the last two years that we have spent, the Lord sent out what I like to call a cease and desist order. Amen. And he sent it out to everybody. And what's crazy is he didn't even stop at his places of worship. He sent it out to the places of worship and everything closed down. His people were called to cease and desist what they were doing and to return back to him. Not every place in the world was shut down except for two things. The grocery stores, because without physical food, we would not have survived. And the hospitals, because a plague had hit the earth. Now, as we are beginning to see relief and release in sight, we got to be careful not to forget the captivity that we just left. 
God wanted to know how many of his people believed in who he is and who we are in him more than believing in what we've become apart from him knowing who we are in him. He's looking for us to take our rightful place. So here we are today being faced with the same question. Do you know who I am? Do you know who you are? And do you know whose you are? Ezekiel 22 and 30 says, And I sought for a man among them that they should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land. Uh-oh. We're not standing in the gap for our own selves. We're not standing in our gap for the family. We are standing in the gap for everyone and everything around us. God is concerned with the land because in the land lies the people. So if we begin to fight and war for the land, we will be able to in turn save the people. Some of y'all going to catch that tomorrow. He said that I should not destroy it, destroy it, but I found none. So here a call. It's going out in the earth right now. And the Lord is searching. He's looking. He's seeking his body. The question is, where is it that you're going to be found? Will you be found serving other gods? Will you be found in position completing your work? As I was driving yesterday, I was so surprised to see that there were so many Easter this and Easter that. That there was no revelation during the time that we were separated from being able to come into the house of worship. We were kept out purposefully. We never recognized that this is the very stuff that got us into the position that we were in. We came out of captivity, y'all, looking just like our captor instead of being captivated and cultivated by this past experience with the Lord during COVID. The Lord is looking for us, but can't find us because we don't look like us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says, But we all with unveiled faces beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. In other words, the Father is wanting and he is waiting for the convergence to take place within us that causes us to look like him. In order for this to happen, in order for this convergence to take place, conversion must first happen within us, as stated in Acts, the third chapter, verse 3 through 19, which says, repent, therefore, and be converted. Notice it said, repent and be converted. In other words, your repentance is not enough. Because we can repent and say we're sorry for being outside of the will of God. But then you must change from what it is that you became apart from God and become what God has designed you to be. But notice that there is a blessing that comes from it. It says, and your sins will be blotted out so that the time of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Why? Because as long as you're still in sin, the presence that you're looking for is never going to show up. As a body, we will still not hit the place of conversion and we'll still look too much like the world if we don't catch this revelation. What are you talking about, Apostle? Well, I'm glad that you asked. When we should be celebrating death passing over, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, all power and authority that was given unto Jesus by the Father, and now he's seated at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for us 
day and night. These are things we should be celebrating, that he has given us power. He's given us authorization to use that power. He's endowed us with peace that surpasses all understanding. Oh, my God. These are the things that's been given unto us. We should be being found in our right minds, even though the world would say we should have already lost our mind long ago. But our search for the Lord's strength, the Lord's peace, and his wisdom in every situation, it provides us with the strategy that we need to be the overcomers we've been called to be. It gives us that capability to endure, and that is more than enough for us to be able to shout. It gives us long-suffering and a knowing that we are more than conquerors. Instead, when he's looking for himself in the earth, in many people that call themselves Christian, he's still finding what he found before. If it snows, we ain't coming to church. It don't matter that today is the celebration of his resurrection. If it rains, oh, we got to stay home. Oh, my big toe hurts, so um, I'm going to go online today, Apostle. The dog did not act like himself last night, so I'm just going to stay right here, and I'm going to make sure that the dog is good. What if God came in the house today looking for you instead of you coming in looking for him? Where is it that he would find you? My God. We're doing everything but focusing on the master. Then there's those of us who, and I'm not talking about new beginnings because we ain't that church, amen. Those of us who spend hundreds of dollars on Easter outfits. Y'all, we pay for Easter hairdos. We got Easter colored nails. For some of us, we got Easter eyelashes that are longer than the blades on the ceiling fans in the sanctuary on today. We got Easter shoes for everybody to see us when they ain't even looking for us. The only thing that they looking for is an Easter clothing competition. For others who claim to be the body of Christ, their Easter celebration includes a bunch of drunkenness. It includes popping pills, smoking weed. When the Bible tells us, be not drunk, we spend money on Easter baskets. We lie to our kids and tell them the Easter bunny came. When we done put them to practice not lying all year long, we made sure they knew God going to get you if you tell a lie. But here we are lying 363 days a year. We tell them it's all right to practice not lying, but there's two that we don't. So let me get this right. The Easter Bunny gives them a basket filled with colored eggs and some little nasty marshmallow bunnies in a bunch of different colors. And here we are, the accomplice, because we did what? Gave him access into our house when we're supposed to be fighting anything that's not like God in our house. And it was God who provided us that house, but we don't let this bunny up in here. And we got the nerve to call it worship, celebrating what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. Did anybody notice that this year God allowed us to come back into the sanctuary and worship? But just like two years ago when COVID hit, it's snowing outside and raining today, preventing some from coming. Preventing some 
from having their little Easter egg hunts, preventing some from doing all the stuff that they usually do. How many people spend a bunch of money on Easter clothing but ain't nowhere celebrating Easter but around their own house? Every little step they take is right around their own bedroom. Why is God unhappy with Easter? Let us look at the truth about Easter. The first thing that we've got to understand is its origin so that we can know how we've gotten off track to begin with, y'all. If we look at our Bibles, if we do a Google search, we Google everything. We done fix washers, we done fix dryers and refrigerators, but we can't get Google the history and the origin of Easter. We could use Blue Letter Bible and any other electronic Bible to search the word Easter. And what we're going to find is that Easter was only mentioned one time in the Bible, in the book of Acts, chapter 12, verse 4. And if you look at it in the Greek, it is the word Pasha, which is Passover. Now, Dake, in his commentary, says this is an unfortunate and absurd translation, as Easter was a pagan festival observed long before Christ. Easter is not a Christian name, but it's derived from Ishtar, one of the Babylonian titles of an idol goddess, the queen of heaven. The Saxon goddess Estra is the name, same as the person Astrid, the Syrian Venus called Ashtaroth in the Old Testament. In other words, the same goddess using a bunch of different nicknames. No different than saying Stephanie, Tippy, whatever your nickname is. It was the worship of this woman by Israel that was such an abomination to God and caused Israel's downfall, y'all. The goddess was worshipped as the god of fertility, spring, and dawn. Easter eggs have become a great part of this day's celebration, and they're common in all heathen nations. The fable of the egg declares that an egg of wondrous size fell down from heaven into the river Euphrates. The fish rolled it to the bank where doves settled upon it and made sure that it hatched and out popped Ashtaroth or Ishtar, the goddess of Easter. Mm. How is it that we, the body of Christ, have gotten caught up in the world's traditions? We spend money on clothes and shoes, but got the nerve to tip God $20 and lie and call it a tithe. We buy and die Easter eggs, teach our children to search harder for an egg with a prize. Versus teaching them as it is written, Deuteronomy 4 and 29, which says, but from there you will seek the Lord with your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all of your hearts and souls. Saints of God, we've forgotten the God who left heaven to come to our rescue, endured rejection on our behalf, was arrested, lied on, scourged, beaten, whipped 39 times with a whip that had metal pieces attached to it so that it would rip the skin from his back as it was pulled back just to give him another lash. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, jailed, a crown of thorn was placed upon his head. He was mocked, he was spit on, nailed by his hands and his feet to a cross just for you and I, pierced in his side, buried in a tomb, assigned to hell, fought the enemy on our behalf, rose to life so that you and I could be redeemed from sin, given power over darkness, purpose in the earth 
Hallelujah. If we look back at our text, we see Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, heading to the tomb where Jesus' body had been laid to anoint his body with spices. These women left us a breadcrumb trail that will help us to raise up beyond what we've been doing and calling church, putting an end to Easter and becoming the church, the body of Christ that God designed us to be. The Bible says in verse 2, and very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came to the sepulcher, the tomb, the tomb at the rising of the sun. Even these women got up early to care for the body of their Savior. It says at the rising of the sun that they would come to find that the sun had already risen. It was obvious that these women had an understanding of Proverbs 8 and 17, which says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. These women had a zeal for the things of the Lord. They had much love for God the Father, and they also had a great love for Jesus, but they lacked one thing, and that was complete faith that says if Jesus said it, it's a done deal. It's going to happen. Now, Jesus told the scribes and the Pharisees in Matthew 12, 40, that just as Jonah spent three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so shall the Son of Man be there three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. In John 2, he told the Jews that if they tore the temple down in three days, he would raise it up. He was not talking of a physical place of worship that, had just, that he had just driven the merchants from. No matter how many miracles the women and the disciples saw Jesus perform, no matter how many times he raised someone from the dead, no matter how many people that he cast devils out of, they still could not believe the words he spoke regarding what God had sent him here to accomplish. He told them, that he would die, be buried for three days, and would be resurrected. Now, I've heard many people say those people had to be real goofy not to believe after all they've witnessed with their eyes. And I say we've witnessed the miracle working power of God on so many occasions, yet our faith is no stronger than theirs. If we look back over our life, we realize there's so many things that we should not have made it through. There's so many things that we should not have our real mind. There's so many things we've been through that the enemy had already counted us out. But to God be the glory, we are still here. The death, burial, and resurrection was to be shared to give people hope. Yet somehow or another, Easter is being reduced to a lie about an egg-laying bunny who poops colored eggs and takes pictures with a bunch of kids in the mall. Check this out, y'all. We are celebrations that are significant to every sinner who is searching for Jesus Christ that will transform their lives if they learn the truth, that the search is over and truth has been found. These two celebrations that are the foundation of everything we believe is Christmas and Resurrection Sunday. Yet somehow the world has convinced us to do what? Take Christ out of Christmas. So you hear us saying things like Xmas, Merry Xmas. We've Xed him right out. Happy holidays to you and your family. 
good cheer to you and your family. And we've removed the life-giving ability of our God during Resurrection Sunday. I'm going to let that marinate just for a second. It's interesting how we've reduced these two holidays, two of the most important celebrations of Christianity to nothing more than a lie. We are so influenced by the world's way and the world's idea of what these celebrations are to be about. And then we have the audacity to cover it under the auspices of having our children to have a little fun and to use their imaginations. There's a million things you can have them to use their imagination for that you don't have to insert and inject lies into our celebrations. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 tells us that we are to cast down, to reject, to take down, to throw down, to pull down, to demolish every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge, the knowing of who God really is. We are told to bring those things into captivity, imprison them, confine them, incarcerate them. Every thought that goes against the truth of God and bring it into the obedience of Jesus Christ. Not be led or driven to do something that is contrary to what God is looking for us to do. The enemy was influenced, he has influenced us to change the real meaning of these times. And we wonder why we struggle believing what God says regarding our lives during the rest of the year. We wonder why we're watching the generations grow further and further away from the Lord. And we wonder why we're seeing the world produce more and more ungodly outcomes than we've ever seen before in our lives. God is calling his people to reset. He wants us to raise the standard, bringing an end to Easter in our lives and to embrace the resurrection power that has been given to each and every one of us. We need to know today, y'all, that the search is over. And truth has been found. So we got to understand that the tomb might have been empty. But Jesus was found exactly where it is that he said that he was be. He would be. He was found resurrected. Amen. The season of Passover is a powerful season. An open door with God according to scripture. Yet we will only experience the fullness of what it is when we stop allowing ourselves to be deceived by the lies of the enemy. It is his desire that this experience, the fullness of the kingdom of God, and, and that we, like he did, share it with those who don't know what belongs to them. But it's going to take for us to stop mixing holy and to stop mixing the profane if we want to receive what rightfully belongs to us. Now, my last point on today, I told you I'd get out of here by 1 o'clock. It's 1247. I'm already at the close. Amen. Hallelujah. My last point on this day is, what do you believe? Whose report do you believe? As believers, we must understand that what we believe or don't believe impacts our experience and the power that we have ability to operate in in the kingdom. You can only go as far as you are willing to believe. I want y'all to notice one thing, and that's what the ladies did in verse 7 and 8. It says that the man who addressed them told them, go your way, 
tell his disciples and Peter that he, Jesus, goes before you into Galilee. That's where you're going to see him. And as he said unto you, and they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher for they trembled and were amazed all at the same time. Neither said they anything to any man for they were afraid. Here's what they did, y'all. They did exactly what they were told to do. They acted according to the plan. They went forth and they let nothing stop them from what they were assigned to do. Who in the house on today has allowed what the enemy has used to distract them, to derail them, to cause them to go right and to go left instead of move forward toward the cross, instead of being able to be in full alignment and to operate in that in which God has given unto you? Who is it in the house that has not been found in their assignment doing what it is that God needs for you to do? Do you not understand that God needs you this day? It is in the earth that God will not be able to do what he needs to do without you and without God you won't be able to do what it is that God needs you to do you are needed in the earth you were born on purpose for a purpose and with purpose God is in need of you he needs you to be on assignment on today we are in a time where our faith is going to have to supersede. It's going to have to go beyond everything that we see before us. Bottom line, saints, we are going to have to believe God and nothing else. God has got to come real. He has to become more real to you than the very air that you are breathing. Notice they saw, they left, and then they executed the commandment that confirmed what Jesus had already told them was the truth. They came looking for death, but instead they found that Jesus is the way they found that Jesus is where he said he would be he is the truth the way and the life and their kingdom purpose in Jesus name God is looking for a group of people who are willing to raise up and increase their level of faith in him and his ability to use you to change every dead situation which surrounds you the truth is you have ability to speak life into every situation into every circumstance in Jesus name because greater is he who lives where in me than he that is in the world the search is over and truth has been found in you I don't care if a dead situation is happening in your marriage I don't care if it's your children your job your street your city your state or this nation that we live in we have been blessed with an Ezekiel anointing that has the ability to breathe life into every dead situation that we encounter all you got to do is raise your level of faith because greater is he who lives where? In me than he that is in this world. The search is over and truth has been found. Go ahead and stand to your feet. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for these, your people who have come, surrendering their life, laying down all of the things that have held them back. Getting rid of the things that have caused them to question who you are and realigning themselves purposefully with you. And Father, I am praying and believing for full restoration right now in the name of Jesus. We love you so much, Father. We thank you for all that you did on Calvary's cross for us. We don't take that in vain. And, Lord God, we know 
the hurt, the pain that you took for our sake. And so now, Lord God, for the world's sake, we are committing ourselves to you. We thank you, Lord God. We bless you, Father, and we praise you. There is none like you. It's in Jesus' name that we bless you, Father, and we pray. Hallelujah and amen. We want to thank you on today for joining us as we go into the word of God to continue to understand our God-given purpose. If you are wanting more information about New Begin Subject Ministries, please look in our description box for ways to connect with us, whether through our social media outlet or if you're desiring to visit us, whether virtually or in person. We thank you once again. We pray that you have an awesome day and amazing week.